Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. All right, good morning. I'm going to share with you the class focus. The class focus is on your heart. That's what I'm going to focus in on all class long, your heart. It's an interesting, interesting area of the body to focus in on. What lives in this part of the body is hopelessness and heartbreak. And that's what I'm attempting to puncture through your experience to hopelessness and heartbreak. You have that relationship. Absolutely. You have felt hopeless somewhere in your life and you've definitely experienced heartbreak. Maybe you're experiencing that, that right now. Who knows? And so they are uh, a common experience we get to share as a human being. Hopelessness and heartbreak. Hopelessness front, heartbreak back. All class long. I thought a theme that would support this area of the body today is values, which is a somewhat, somewhat of a complex conversation. Values, your core values. Your values as an individual, a human being, that make you tick in various different ways and shape not only yourself as a human being, but how you place yourself in the world. So I'm going to unpack what core values is and offer you an opportunity to see yourself anew and practice something meaningful to you, uh, something meaningful for you today on your mat. So we're pulling towards the same thing. That's the attempt. It's great to do that as an individual, but it's very powerful to do it in a collective, a community. That's what's so rich about the yoga world in some sense, if it's used properly. <laughs> we can be the individual in a community. Very powerful. Does this seem like an intriguing conversation to be part of? Oh, very good. I'm going to ask you questions along the way too. I want to hear from you. You get to express yourself. So on one of the boards, core values, a definition or a set of beliefs and qualities that you strive to live by. When we're aligned to our values, typically we're thriving. When we're not, we're being thrashed. Some of the values that you have, you know, some you don't. Part of the uncovering process is to understand your hierarchy of values, which is very important because it allows you to live a healthy life. If you're not aligned to your values, good luck. You're in protection and strategies and most likely undermining yourself as an individual. So values equals meaning. Your values have meaning. If you're aligned with your values, your life has meaning. It's kind of great. No value, no meaning. Replacing our value in every decision we make. This has more value than that, so I choose this. You have more value than you, so I choose you. <laughs> this environment has more value than that one. And we're constantly choosing, placing value on certain things. We make our decisions on that. And we place ourselves in the world as a consequence of where we place our value. And part of my methodology is to define the cycle of dis-ease, where we lose ease, which is a life of protection and strategies. It's a tough life to live that way in protection and in strategies and being pulled by impulses, impulses that keep us distracted and numb in various different ways. 
And so that's one side of the methodology uh, of my methodology. I like to break down and define the opposite of that is cycle of immunity where your values live, where there's vulnerability and integration and you're attempting to make things better. And so that's what I'll explore today with you in this conversation, top board values have no value versus the establishment of values. So my hope is you can see yourself in this conversation. And perhaps out of this conversation, our time together this morning, you uncover a new value. Not necessarily a new value, but a new value to you. That would be amazing because your life would change. And I imagine you're here in some sense because you want to change your life. I could imagine that. I could imagine you appreciate the practice of yoga because it's changed you in some way and you're still looking to change. Could that be a fair statement? Perhaps for some of you, yeah? Maybe all of you? Okay, very good. You get something from this practice, which is profound. The very reason why you come back, even when you don't want to come back. It's like, damn it, I'll drag my butt out of bed, wander down to the yoga studio, and place myself on the mat. So values have no value. Values have no value, and therefore I can dispense of them along with my moral responsibilities. I have no value. I mean nothing. You mean nothing. Life has no value, no meaning. And so I don't have to have any responsibilities. How convenient. I'll do what I want when I want. Instead, I value my pettiness, defense, and pleasure impulses. Hmm, pleasure impulses. That's my first question to you. What is that? What's an impulse that you have that you itch every once in a while? Maybe you reach for the bag of chips. Maybe you like sweets. Maybe it is, I don't know. You go for the marijuana, the wine, social media, pornography. I don't know. It's going to be something, some impulse that you have, some habit you've developed that you go to every once in a while because you rather have that than something else. You'd rather not feel something, so I'll go to you. Thank you very much. Some impulse that you have that you know is not good for you, but you do it anyways. What a riveting question. So early in the morning. Anybody have an answer? This is where you get to practice being vulnerable. Say things you don't want to say out loud. Nicotine. Thank you for that. Shopping. Shopping. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chocolate donut with cream in the middle. Oh, pudding. Yeah, pudding in the middle. Thank you. Wow. It does sound delicious. <laughs> Anybody else? What's something to go to? We all have them. Whether you're willing to say it or not, who knows? Say it again. Okay. Yeah. A scroll on social media. Okay, very good. Thank you for that. When you think about your impulse, just one, we're like a bundle of them. 
But you think about an impulse, one impulse. And when you choose it at times, it has value. This has more value than anything else. So I choose you impulse. Thank you very much. When you do, or when you have, how, are, how were you left feeling as a result of that impulse? Sometimes I'll choose a sweet. Mm, I like sweets, like yesterday. Mm, my birthday, so many sweets around. Ah. But at times I can feel guilty for eating a cookie or a piece of chocolate or something like that. I can feel guilty. And so then my question to you is, how do you feel at times when you've chosen your impulse in the past, left feeling what? Unsatisfied? Thank you. Worse than you did? Okay, worse than you did before. Thank you. Unclean? Thank you for that. Empty? Okay. Okay, satisfied in the now but not later. Okay, very good. Yeah, it's quick, isn't it? It's like that quick hit and then what comes after that, something that doesn't feel very good. And so impulses is one of the ways when we defend ourselves. And that looks in various different ways. I'm going to listen to you, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm gonna to speak to you, I'm not gonna to speak to you. I'm gonna to choose to be with you, I won't be with you. I'll choose this and not that. And we can live our lives being impulsive. And it is dangerous to live a life like that because what ends up happening is we shallow ourselves out. We become very shallow as a result of living by our impulses. And the emotion and the response, the emotions and response can be devastating. It leads to hopelessness. And that's easy to get ourselves there. It's very difficult to get out, that's for sure. It's very easy to lead ourselves in hopelessness and despair. This way, I do what I want, when I want. It's my prerogative. That's a song. My prerogative. Although illogical, I'll find ways to justify my position, which is I am owed, I have the right, and you must accept me. It goes something like that. I'm owed something in this moment. I have the right to do what I want, when I want, how I want. And best you accept me. Self accept these behaviors, you accept me, even though I'm behaving in an illogical way, you do it anyways. And we can get very pushy. That's happening more in the world, have you noticed? <laughs> Not less, it's very dangerous. When we're living in impulses, I don't care, I'm gonna go in and take what I want from this store. I don't have to pay for anything. I'm owed. I can assault you. I can call you names. I can bully you, ignore you, shame you. I can do whatever I want. I can behave however I want. And best you accept me because I'm owed. It's a hell of a position to take. It's becoming more prevalent. All the while we unravel our own values. There is no value, no meaning. Life has no meaning. Have you noticed there's a crime surge happening? I have no meaning. You have no meaning. Life has no meaning. We can become crazed in that state. 
All you do is have to watch the news for five minutes to notice what can happen to us when we become estranged from our values. It becomes very dangerous very quickly. Nothing has meaning. I can do whatever I want. And we behave that way. We see these things in the news in the outrageous way, the extreme ways, but then the idea is to notice these behaviors in you, these impulses that drive you, especially in your intimate relationships. Nothing more intimate than your relationship to yourself and how impulses lead you astray. How you behave in an illogical way, not only towards yourself, but also your relationships. Relationships you say you care about at times, not all the time, but at times. <laughs> and how we can dismantle the fabric of social norms, things that bind us in relationship and together, like this togetherness we're after, how we can unravel that until there's not much left. What ends up happening is I'm a perverse nihilistic ideologue. Deal with it. <laughs> Just deal with it. Don't ever forget I have the right and I'm owned. I'll remind you continuously that can I do whatever I want when I want. The other way of putting that is being just simply a difficult, negative speculator. Very difficult to be in the presence of. And we can be very difficult to be in the presence of. Have you ever noticed how difficult you are? <laughs> Ideally, you can. Because I can imagine there's a lot of people in your life that have been telling you that for a very long time. <laughs> and sometimes we don't listen. Oftentimes we don't listen. That's a problem. What you're saying to me has no value. You don't know what you're speaking about. Shut up. That's an easy position to take, especially in relationships. We do that with our own heart. Shut up, heart. You have no say in this. I rule you. That's the mind speaking. Shut up, heart. Be quiet down there or I'll suffocate you until there's nothing left of you. And we can do that. We can dismantle our own health as a result of our impulses. I'm suggesting you see yourself this way before practice because it's very easy to practice this. You and your mat. You'll notice it. This posture has more value than this posture. I'll choose to fully assert myself in this posture, but I won't hear. And how you move yourself certainly within yourself throughout practice. It's easy to strengthen this on your mat. It's very easy. You'll notice how difficult you are on your mat. I notice because I'm attempting to teach you and you're very difficult. Because <laughs> you know what you know. And the chances of you giving it up are almost zero. And to be able to create some space so you learn something new, you and your mat is a tremendous effort, a tremendous effort. And you have to see the value of doing such a thing. And what you may notice is that you uncover something you didn't know about yourself. And that's what's so extraordinary about you being on your mat. That's the opportunity. And it is profound.
So what I'm suggesting is if you live an impulsive life, you're going to feel things that you don't necessarily want to feel. It's going to separate you from your values and separate, from, separate you from others. And that's a problem. You already know what that feels like. You've been doing it your entire life. And there's nothing about that that you like. That's you in protection. And how often you protect yourself. It'll stun you to understand how much you protect yourself. It's happening here. I've asked you a question. Some of you answered, some of you didn't. Notice your experience in a social setting. An opportunity to reveal yourself, practice vulnerability. Do you take it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. How you see the world, protection. How you speak, how you listen, how you place yourself in relationship, at work, on the subway, on buses, in the car. <laughs> it's everywhere. We're a bundle of protection. And if we're not paying attention, it'll cost us dearly. How do you know that? It already has. That's the benefit of looking at your past. It's very delicate to look at your past, but it's also brilliant in various different ways because it tells you everything you need to know and the values you keep neglecting by pursuing your impulses. Those can't coexist at the same time. You choose your impulses, you abandon your values. That's the risk. In the bigger context, you continuously abandon yourself. That's what's so difficult to recover from because you know better. The establishment of values. Failure to understand your values will leave you demotivated, confused, and depressed. What's happening? You can see that. People are becoming demotivated, confused, and depressed. There is an epidemic of that happening right now. It's terrifying. We're moving away from our values. Over the last three years, it's been intense. Have you lived through that? The intensity over the last three years, this campaign of fear that's been playing out, stay away from people, stay in your home, Shut the windows, doors. Life is a threat. If you go outside, you'll die. That's like the message. Very intense message. And it's messed with us in various different ways that we're still recovering from. Some people will never recover. The hypothesis, the hypothesis is that you don't create your values. They have historical roots and therefore you discovered them. The consideration is that your values have been passed down to you. They've been around for a very long time, way longer than you. You could easily argue thousands of years your values have been present. That's why they're so strong. That's why when you don't live with, by them, they mess with you. You're disjointed. That's one of the benefits of understanding your lineage, where you come from. Have you realized how difficult it is to understand where you come from? <laughs> it's very difficult. Part of that is understanding who raised you. 
that's a hell of a hurdle to overcome, to even want to understand where you come from, who raised you, your parents or whoever. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to know my parents. They can't teach me anything. That can be any judgment we have. And we lose a lot through that behavior, that attitude, that where I come from has no value. It's not going to teach me anything. I'm actually trying to distance myself from it. That's a mistake. That's a very big mistake that plenty of people make, not wanting to understand where you come from. Because what lives in that is your history, your values for sure, and all the pitfalls you have to pay attention to. It's one of the brilliance of seeing your parents, the very people that you're becoming. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> you certainly notice that when you age. It's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> you see the values and also all the pitfalls that live in your lineage. That is good for you to know. Very good for you to know. It's essentially you know that or you'll struggle. Learn from the people that came before you. Amazing opportunity. Commonly strategies, like our impulses, clamp down and hold values in place. Our strategies, our impulses hold our values in place. They smother them. You have to understand what are your values? Your values. A few of my values are building. I like to build things, create. <laughs> and I like being of service, you know, being in the mix of people and contributing. Peace Retreat is built on those values. Absolutely. I like to build. I built this place. I've invited a bunch of people here. <laughs> See what we can do together. Community is important to me. Honesty is important to me, very difficult. That's why I teach, attempt to source some semblance of honesty. That's what these conversations are all about for me. The pursuit of the truth, whatever that is, which I am not the holder of. I'm seeking it out for sure. And I attempt to have these conversations with people and, and make it a conversation so I can hear from you and maybe I get to learn from you as well. One of, the, one of the values I've had for a very long time that I'm starting to appreciate in new ways is faith. The conflict I've had is, the conflict I've had around faith is religion. I grew up in religion. I didn't appreciate it. I rebelled against it when I was quite young. And so it's like religion, bad, faith, bad, something like that. That's the judgment I had. My father passed last year. And one of the things that he passed along to me before he passed was his relationship to faith. He had such a strong relationship to faith. that was so stunning. I couldn't make sense of it. And so I asked him a lot of questions. And I had very various different questions with uh, questions for him before he passed because I wanted to understand it. And there's a distinction there. 
Religion and faith are different. They can support each other for sure. And so I had to unpack some judgments I had around religion. And so I could discover faith and how important faith is for me. Something that I have pushed away for a very long time that I'm pulling back into my experience and pushing it up because it has value. I saw that in my father for sure. And it's something I don't want to miss out on. He was a very, <laughs> a very courageous man in various different ways and took a lot of risks in, in his life. Some worked out, some didn't. He taught me a lot, something I certainly want to embrace and pass along as much as I possibly can. And so faith looks different to me than it did for my parents and that's okay. One of the reasons I like ceremonies as an example, ceremonies yesterday, sweat lodge, cacao ceremony, these kinds of things, the various different ceremonies we have on property. That's a way for me to be in my value of faith, exploring it. And I believe that's true for each of you as well, that there's a value that you've neglected for far too long. And it's been buried by judgments, misconceptions, impulses, and your past. And the idea is to uncover it. That's what's so amazing about this practice. As a result, your values remain repressed, underdeveloped, and immature. That's a problem. If we allow our strategies to keep them buried, not only our values are repressed, we're repressed. <laughs> and it shows in our expression. We become expressionless. That's not ideal to be expressionless in this world. Because we become very difficult to be with. If we're not expressing, nobody knows us. And if they don't know you, you're a threat. And people will stay away from you. That's not good. You already know what that feels like. Something you don't like. So then the practice is to become motivated enough to clarify your values and integrate them into your life. That's what this conversation is about. This is what the practice is about. To choose a value, to practice it on your mat, to open your heart, which is a great risk. Why is it so risky? Because you know how painful it is. You know how painful it is to be hurt, to be exposed, to be disappointed, humiliated, heartbroken and how we become riskless. And so take a risk this morning. That's the attempt. And so I have a question for you. Another question. What's the value that you have that's important to you? That, say it again, trust? Justice. Okay, thank you for that. Justice. Mm -hmm. What's a value that you know is important to you? Truth, thank you for that. Say it again. Loyalty, thank you for that. Integrity, thank you. Heart, thank you. Freedom, mm -hmm. fun to say. Laughter, excellent. You have a great laugh. Yeah, you're welcome. Say it again. 
being kind. Okay, very good. Mm -hmm. Connection. Thank you. Ownership. Ownership. Good. So even this in itself, you establish a value, you know who you are when you're in your value and you know who you are when you're not. <laughs> it's a very different experience because you're a different person. So maybe today is the day to choose a value that you're challenged with, one that's underdeveloped in some sense and shift around your hierarchy. We have to do that every once in a while, every six months or a year or something like that. <laughs> choose a new value, put it up top, pursue it, look to integrate it, then shift it again. That's how we develop ourselves and that's how we change. That's why change can be so diff difficult at times when we don't understand our values. Change is not possible. That's how it seems to me. And so let this be a changing experience, this practice. Does that seem reasonable? Hmm, very nice. You have to constrain your impulses. Assert yourself in ways that you don't necessarily want to, but do it anyways. No half-assing. You take care of yourself, of course, but take a risk. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable at times. Some of you in the sweat lodge yesterday, do you remember that experience? Hot damn, spicy little environment. It's like the perfect environment to explore what I'm speaking about. Those times when you started to protect yourself because it was getting so hot and how you started to suffer more as a result. Did you notice that? Versus like, okay, I'm safe. I can be here. I can feel my breath. I'm opening up. I'm sitting up taller. This is a different experience. <laughs> Very different. That's what's so brilliant about ceremonies. They show us who we are very quickly. And so to choose what you're practicing. Nice to be with you. Was this useful? Hmm. Okay, that's nice. It's a complex topic, but worth exploring every once in a while. Let's practice. Let's do that. You need one block at least. See you on your mat. Mm -hmm.